nugget in the midst of troubled times. This morning I want to discuss the great pandemic. I would like to talk to you about a known virus that is considered to be the greatest pandemic this world has ever known. A good friend of mine, Will Swain, who happens to be one of the elders at my church, reminded me of this in a Facebook post a few weeks ago, and it really caused me to pause and ponder the thought. He reminded me of just how lightly some Christians take this virus today. You see, this virus, which has no doubt reached pandemic status, it has infected and destroyed more people in our world than any other virus in the history of mankind. Now, with his permission, I want to share with, what, share with you what he wrote and add a few of my thoughts. He writes, I don't post often, but every once in a great moon, God lays something on my heart that is just possibly post-worthy. As I listened to a couple of different Easter services on Sunday, including one with my very own Pastor Todd Patterson, one of the speakers pointed out that we have stopped the world because of the potential physical sickness brought on by the coronavirus. He went on to say that we are spending all of our resources, destroying our economy, and turning on each other in an attempt to escape this physical virus. But every day in this country, believers in Jesus are ravaged by the spiritual sickness and pay attention to it. That made me think, imagine for a minute if we took the spiritual sickness, a disease that hinders our relationship with God as seriously as we do the physical virus. I've been watching people this last week wearing masks and gloves, giving a wide berth to anyone to come close, washing their hands a lot and shaming those on Facebook who do not do the same, and being told to not to do certain things to avoid the virus. Those things that we are not supposed to be doing that can expose us to the coronavirus, like needlessly venturing out into public places if it's not absolutely necessary, not wearing a mask when you're out, when you're out standing too close or touching someone or something, not washing your hands often enough, etc. What if we called those things sins? The authorities have all but called it that. And the people treat others with disdain when they sin in the corona sense. So those sins, things that you once felt were totally harmless, are now seen as deadly. They may not bring the virus into your home, but they increase the chance of doing so. Just watch the news. Everyone seems to agree. So most people now think that sin, in the corona sense, is bad, that sin can bring physical illness and death, and rightly so. But imagine if we took the Word of God seriously. Imagine if we took what God calls sin seriously. Imagine if we were as afraid of spiritual sickness as we are of physical sickness. What if we decided not to go out to places where we risk bringing in what God calls sin into our lives? What if we called out those who claim to be a follower of Jesus when we see them jump the guardrail and wander in places they shouldn't? What if we determined to keep six feet away from others, away from their stuff, their wives, etc.? What if we wore a mask, not because it helps us, it doesn't. It helps keep the disease from spreading to others. What if we wore a mask, a filter, to contain our words, a mask to keep the hateful, prideful thoughts from coming out to hurt others? What if we washed our hands often, not in the sink, but in the Bible, in the Word of God? What if we did it eight to ten times a day instead of once a week or a month? Instead, we go places, see things, do things, say things completely against what God says. And that, in turn, hinders our relationship with Him. When the, that relationship is hindered, we aren't much good to God. 
And we are indeed entering days the world desperately needs for believers to be used by God. So my challenge to all my believing friends that read this is to simply take the word of God as seriously as you take the CDC guidelines. Stay away from the places where you know there is a greater chance of you stumbling into sin. And when you find yourself in temptation, keep six foot distance. When you are tempted to react in anger or jealousy or pride, put on your mask so that your words don't fly out and wound another, possibly turning them from ever wanting to know Jesus personally. Read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20 and visualize yourself putting on the armor every day. Then your focus will be on him and you will be ready to reach out in love to those who are in desperate need of a Savior so that they can have the hope that we know. Just my thoughts. So wash your hands, read the word. My friend and elder, Will Swain. As I ponder what Will said, I thought about all the stories surrounding the cause of COVID-19 and its origin. It made me reflect on the origination of sin and the death that has spread throughout the world. It also reminded me of the verse in Romans 5.12, where it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sins brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone has sinned. We all have this wicked virus, and we all suffered at the hands of this miserable disease at one time or another in our lives, and also caused suffering to others. We have to make sure, as Will said, to distance ourselves from those areas in this life that may expose us to the disease and the effects of it. We all see how that ravages the lives and friendships of marriages, families, and communities. As we look to the CDC for guidance to protect ourselves from the COVID-19, may I reiterate what Will said. We need to look to God and His Word for guidance. He has put in measures in place to protect us from the plague and effects of sin. And as the CDC looks for a cure, a vaccine that will save mankind from the COVID-19, I want to remind you, we already have a vaccine and a cure for the plague of sin. His name is Jesus. Romans 10, 9 tells us, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Just like the COVID-19 virus, you have choices to make to protect yourself and your family from the harmful effects and possibly deadly consequences of sin. So we want to encourage you this morning. There is a cure in place for all that is wrong with the world. His name is Jesus, and someday he will come back and make all things new. But in the meantime, please seek him and his word to protect yourself and your loved ones from the virus of sin and death. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, it's in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we come before you this morning to say thank you. Thank you for the cure of sin. Thank you for your willingness to sacrifice so much on our behalf. Thank you for all the guidance you provide to us, helping us to distance ourselves from the terrible virus of sin and all the consequences that come with it. May we continue to seek your guidance daily to keep us and our families safe from the hidden dangers that come with this type of virus. It's in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hope you've enjoyed your time with us this morning. Join us again here each Monday through Friday for another edition of Let's Talk. You can also catch us Sunday mornings at Facebook Live or YouTube streaming at BFC Family 
at 9 a.m. If you would like to learn more about our services and our BFC family, check us out on the web at www.bfcsubin.com. Have a blessed and sunshine.